Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murphy. It is a Friday. And it's an exciting time to think about our matchups for week four. As I mentioned, we're getting close to 25%. Of the fantasy season getting close to completed, we're over 25% of the regular season for fantasy football completed. It's uh, going very, very, very quickly. Let's just keep focused. It's a big week. If you're 0-3, you really need to get a W this week. If you're 1-2, and 2, arguably the same. Any other situation you want to continue to put the pressure on and get one step closer to the playoffs. And so with that in mind, going to go through the matchups. Before we do that, just want to obviously give a shout out to Manscaped. Manscaped is sponsoring all of our shows in September and October. They are, as a result of that, giving our listeners 20% off their site with the code 5YARD. Over 2 million men worldwide use Manscaped products, including the Lawmer 4.0, which is absolutely terrific with their safeguard technology. Don't take my word for it. Give it a whirl. 20% off with the code 5YARD at manscaped.com. Lots of other products there as well that you can use and utilize. So do go check them out and thank them for supporting the podcast. Now, we are going to do the matchups. Full disclosure behind the curtain, I'm recording this on a Thursday night. So Thursday night football hasn't happened. 
yet, but you will be getting this on a Friday. That's because I am completely uncontactable for most of Friday um, for some personal reasons and errands. So I wanted to get this recorded. I wanted to get this one done. And if there has been some news, I want you to be <laughs> understanding that I can't predict the future. So if some news breaks Thursday night and you're here listening to this thinking, well, what's Murph doing? Uh, that's why. So just keep an eye and, you know, I'm giving you the information that I have as of right now when I'm recording this on, on Thursday evening. So let's get into this. I'm going to skip the Friday game because you wouldn't have, have heard it. And it's Jacksonville and Cincinnati anyway. So uh, it, it's pretty straightforward who you start in that game anyways, in terms of you start most people from Jacksonville and you start Marvin Jones and James Robinson from the Jags. And that's kind of it. So I uh, don't think you need my help for, for that game anyway. So let's kick off with Washington versus the 0-3 Falcons. Falcons, of course, coming to London soon to play the Jets. I'm sure most people are absolutely excited that football is coming back to the NFL. They might not be as excited for that particular game between what are currently two 0-3 teams. But enjoy the time while you've got it anyway. We should be lucky that we get NFL in this country. We're one of three countries in the world that gets NFL regular season football. So, you know, it might not be the most exciting game, but let's not moan about it. Let's enjoy it whilst we're there. But we're off topic. Washington versus Atlanta. And really for this one, very, very few players you probably want to start and start comfortably in this one. So Antonio Gibson definitely looks like a smart matchup this week. And he's one that you can feel pretty comfortable starting most weeks. He did get going last week. As I said, he's a bit of a slow burn. He's someone I think is going to take a bit of time. I have him at 14 this week. I think that's reasonably conservative, but I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm not predicting these high ceilings uh, for him just yet. So let's just uh, tread carefully on him. And I think 14 is fair. I've kind of gone back to back with, with Jonathan Taylor. So I feel, I feel like that's a good place to, to have him. McKissick, on the other hand, uh, I do have lower. I, as much as I do think McKissick will get some work this week as a result of this could be a blowout, I don't think this Washington offense is, is completely firing. He does have Heineke. I think he's done a decent job. He's not a starting option for me this week. And if they do get ahead, I can see McKissick getting those sort of late touches in this game. But for me, I have him at RB47. So he's not someone I'm going to be starting this week. But I can understand if you're desperate, if you've had injuries, there's some appeal to him. And he could easily outperform that with late touches. But I'm not predict I'm predicting this game to probably be closer than it actually is prescribing to be. So maybe that's why I'm a, a bit cautious on that. Of course, Terry McLaurin will be in your starting lineup. He is completely quarterback proof. I actually have him at wide receiver five on the week. And it's trending upwards that Curtis Samuel is going to be back in this one. And if he is, I think it will be an exciting addition for Washington. I actually am not 100% sure he's back, so I don't have him ranked currently. But if he is trending towards coming back, then I'll keep an eye on him. If not, there's Adam Humphreys, which you have to be in a bit of a desperate state to want to be starting him in that case. So really, this Washington team is, is quite straightforward. It's, it's high. It it's really is only Gibson, McLaurin 
and Logan Thomas. They're the only ones I would I'd be screaming out here and saying they are must starts for me. I have Logan Thomas at tight end six on the week. And you can also start the DST. I have them at DST six. As for Atlanta, things continue to get bad to worse for Matt Ryan. And there's some real question marks right now as to whether or not his arm is actually gone. Three pass attempts over 20 yards on the entire season is worrying. It's extremely worrying because, and it's not just worrying for Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan owners. It's actually worrying for Calvin Ridley owners, as I said on the show on Monday, because we rely on Calvin Ridley to get those yards after catch and to get in those positions. But if he's getting these small short yardage dump offs or these mid range targets, it's requiring him to make quite a significant play to get that yardage. Whereas before, a couple of seasons ago, when he really broke out, he was getting those 20, 30, 40 yard passes and was able to take it to the house. And that's what makes up your points. So I'm slightly capping Calvin Ridley right now because I'm, I'm just concerned until we see Matt Ryan throwing a deep ball every now and again, one a game's not going to cut it. So, from you know, as I said, right now, Matt Ryan is completely off my radar. I don't want him anywhere near my rosters. I really don't want him anywhere near my teams until things do turn around. And I'm not convinced that they will. I think he'll get better. I don't think he'll get worse. So that's something to to really sort of have a think about what, what we want to do here. Now, in terms of Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis, I have them in the same sort of range, uh, running back 27, running back 29, so just outside that uh, top 24 uh, running back position. So both of them considerable starts. Uh, just they're, they're low-end starts for me, but they are available there uh, to start should you want and, and use them, especially if you've got Cordell Patterson as a wide receiver. That might make it slightly more appealing if you've got a bit of a hit there. As I mentioned, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, I'm, I'm a bit lower on than the most here. In fact, I'm so much low on him. I actually have him as a wide receiver too, because I am considerably concerned that he is not going to be performing. The consensus kind of has him around five or six. And I'm just not convinced if, if he, and maybe this is the game it changes and he gets those targets. But yeah, I think uh, 16 is where I have him. He's obviously a must start. You, you've put the chips down for him. So that's fine. I'm not starting Gage. I'm not starting Zacchaeus. Then you've got the tight ends here. So you've got Pitts. I've got a, a tight end nine. And I have I have Hayden Hurst all the way down at 43. Just don't see him getting a lot of work this week. But you can certainly start Ku. He's a low-end starter for me. But if you've drafted him, you're obviously going to start him. But he's not one I'm overly excited about because this offense is struggling to put up points in the Arthur Smith domain. Moving on to Houston versus Buffalo. This is really, really simple. If you have any Houston Texans on your team, the only one that you can start is Brandon Cooks. That is it. Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver too this week. You can feel comfortable starting Brandon Cooks every single week. He's locked in for the volume. I have him at 20. I don't want any part of Mills or Ingram or Johnson or Lindsay or Miller or Conley. I don't want any of these people on my roster Mills, if I'm in a super flex league as a bit of a backup, is absolutely fine. But I don't I don't want any part of that. Now, moving over to Buffalo, Josh Allen is a big start this week. He is someone that I will be starting comfortably every single week. He came alive last week. I have him as the QB2 on the week. 
And as it comes to running backs, now, if you look at Sleeper, the predictive, let's say predictive projections that they give is that Singletary is still the lead back. That's not the case. Um, don't let Sleeper fool you. They, they, For me, I love Sleeper. I, I think it's the best app out there. And I massively promote everything that they do. But I will say from time to time, their projections are a little off. And not just for me, I think they're just off in general. So don't be misguided. You look into your matchup and you think, oh, okay, Devin Singletree is the guy who's going to get most of the carries here. It's not. It's Zach Moss. Zach Moss has that job. Zach Moss is going to continue that job going forward. I have Zach Moss as Narby 2. He's 24 on the week. I have Devin Singletree at 37 on the week. Gives you an idea. Zach Moss, you can start. Devin Singletree for me, absolutely not. Now we get to these wide receivers, and it's really interesting where to put them. Diggs is not getting the kind of work that we expected, but I do think that bounces back this week. I have him at six. I have Cole Beasley at 50, and I have Gabe Davis at 77, and I have Emmanuel Sanders. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. At 44. So that's Beasley, Sanders, a flex place. Diggs, uh, Diggs is a must start. Davis, absolutely not. Dawson Knox is um, a low-end, high-upside play. He wasn't owned much on rosters, 4.4%, as I said on Monday. So uh, if you picked him up, it, this is a good matchup for him to, to cash in and build from, from last week. And definitely the Bills D. This is a big, big matchup for the, for the Bills D. I actually have them at number one on the week. So an absolute smash play, as well as also the kicker. Moving on to Detroit versus Chicago. And Detroit are just, are just a bad team. And the thing that separates them from the likes of the Jets and the Giants is, is that there is some fight there. There is a little bit of fight, but they're still a bad team. There's still not really people on this team I really want to roster. The only players I want to roster are Swift, Williams, and Hawkinson. And Goff in a Superflex is fine. He's a low-end QB2, and that's absolutely fine. But it's Swift, Williams, Cephas is a flex, but I'm not even sure this week that's a good play. So Swift this week, I have him as an RB1. I actually have him at 10 on the week. And I have Williams at 30. So both of them are starts for me. Williams more of a flex start or someone maybe to fill in if you've got Christian McCaffrey hurt. Absolutely fine. I think you can start him, but Swift is the one that's kind of really starting to show some, some talent here in this, in this team. And then when you come to Cephas, Cephas is, you know, in that Zacchaeus, Khalif Raymond range where I, I just think he might get a few in a PPR league, he might get you a few more touches and maybe might be worth a flex. But if you hopefully you've got better options than that. But if you're desperate, I think as a flex, a very low end flex, I am wide receiver 60 ish. Hawkinson for me is fine. Uh, he's at tight end four on the week. Now we to Chicago. We've got fields. A lot of people saying start fields this week. It's Detroit. Did we not watch what happened on Sunday? And I appreciate that 
you know, he's playing a good team. But at the end of the day, Matt Nagy doesn't look like he knows how to coach Justin Fields. And that that's just I'm severely worried. This isn't a case of he put Justin Fields in and the Cleveland Browns just absolutely beat on him. I mean, that is what happened to a degree, but it was the lack of preparation. It was the lack of awareness of what Justin Fields can and can't do. It's almost like Matt Nagy was like, I've lost my quarterback. I'm going to put in someone who I've never seen before and just see what happens. And I was really baffled. It was, I mean, severely concerning is an understatement. And it's one game, but we've seen now a few games where Fields has come in and we see that athleticism, but he is being set up to fail. He does not look like he's in an offense that's comfortable. And this is a really long way, uh, winded way of saying, I just don't know if I can trust him. And it's not him as a player. I'm not blaming the player here. I, I'm really not. I'm, I'm looking at beyond the player here and thinking that as a coaching staff, Matt Nagy and his team have not prepared him. And they had time. Andy Dalton got hurt. They had over a week to prepare him for that Browns game. This is a slightly, quote-unquote, easier game because it's Detroit. But Dan Campbell would know. He's a, you know, he's a funny character, but he's a smart guy. He will know that that's where they're going to attack. And they're going to attack that offensive line, which isn't great. And they're going to attack Fields. So I'm not starting Fields in a one QB league. Two QB league, fine. I think for me, it's all about David Montgomery this week. I have David Montgomery at six. I think this is a big, big matchup for him. But as a result of what's going on with the quarterback play, I really am only of the opinion that him and Alan Robinson are the only ones that I could start. And Alan Robinson, I have 23. I can't remember the last time I ranked Alan Robinson that low. But I can't start anyone else. So really, this is the fade game. I don't want any part of this game uh, under any circumstances because it's just not that much. I'll take Montgomery. I'll take Robinson. I'll take Swift. I'll take Williams and Hawkinson. But that that's really it here. A game that I'm excited about so many different players, on the other hand, is, is Carolina versus Dallas. And I think this is a really, really good matchup. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. This is going to tell us a little bit about who Carolina are. And I think that's what's key. So we're looking at Darnold. I still, I like Darnold. I think he's done really well. I think he's answered a lot of critics. He's at QB 14 for me on the week. So he's someone that you can start if you picked him up. Although, to be honest, in, in most one QB leagues, you, if you have him, you haven't picked him up to start. So I'm, I'm not sure that you probably are, unless you, you went with the Ryan Tannehill-Sam Darnold combo, which if you did, then I will be playing Darnold over, over Tannehill this week because I just don't think they're going to work Tannehill out. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Tuba Hubbard has come in for Christian McCaffrey, and we're going to get to really see what happens with with Tuba Hubbard. I think he, I need to set expectation levels with Tuba Hubbard because everyone's kind of thinking he's going to come in, he's going to get that Christian McCaffrey role, and he's just not. You know, it's going to be shared out a little bit. Royce Freeman's going to get a little bit of work here, but I still think Tuba Hubbard is going to get enough work to be relevant. I have him at, at RB19 on the week, and I feel like that's a fair rank for him. I think that's a good place for him to really come out and and do justice and he could go up or I mean he could go up or down from there hard to kind of say because we don't know what we're getting but that's where I feel confident this week and I think just because of the way this matchup is going to go I think a lot of it's going to go in the air and I think they're going to spread the ball around Carolina here so I think DJ Moore is going to get you know a decent amount of work here but I only have him as wide receiver 18 on the week that's still obviously a must start play this is a big week for Robbie Anderson 
Now, I have him at 36, and I was very bullish on him pre-season, thinking this was going to be his season. He really hasn't delivered for me and delivered for himself or his team. This is a big week because this is the sort of Robbie Anderson week where he could go off and finish top five. I'm not putting him there because there's nothing so far I've seen this, this season that suggests that's going to happen. But if, if Robbie Anderson, if Robbie Anderson can have a big day, he could, he could, in theory, easily finish in the top five. I'm not predicting that. I, I, he's at 36. I say he starts. I think you start him, maybe in your flex, and see what happens. But, yeah, it's a hard one. I, for me, if he doesn't do well this week, he starts to come become like droppable uh, considerations. So something to think about. Yeah. Terrence Marshall Jr. I have at 52. I think this is a, a matchup you can start him, but I'm sure you'll probably have better a uh, better place. And then that's really who I'm looking at for the Carolina Panthers. I think the defense is you, if you've got them, I think you can start them. I think there's turnovers available, but I think it's going to be obviously quite a, a difficult game with Dallas and their offense and the way that they run. Don't forget they put 41 points up on, on Monday night. So then we look at Dallas and I've got Dak Prescott a seven because I do think this is an upgrade in, in defense that he's going to be facing. But I have Zeke Elliott at three. I think this is a great game for Zeke Elliott. I think he's really going to take advantage. It's the third running back. I have Tony Pollard at 40, so not a Tony Pollard game for me in this one because I think it's going to be close and I think they'll, they're really going to use Zeke and utilize him. I have CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver eight. I have Amari Cooper at wide receiver 17. So both these guys, absolute start plays. But I'm failing the tight ends. I know Dalton Schultz had a great weekend or great Monday night. I am at 24. He's at 24 for a reason. Um, I'm not playing him. I think he's the one over him and Jarwin to own, but I, I keep it the way it is. Now we move on to Indiana versus Miami. And again, this one is quite narrow for both teams. Not many players in this I really am desperate to own or play this week. For me, it's Taylor and Hines at running back for Indianapolis. And I have Taylor at 13. And I am concerned of this red zone usage. You know, he's only got minus one yard inside the 10. That's an issue. And no touchdowns, nothing really significantly going on down there. I've need Naheem Hines at 26. They are going to take each other's workload to a degree. But Taylor has not played on 60% of snaps yet. That's something to keep an eye on. So I can't put him in the top 12 because he hasn't got that usage. But this could be a perfect game for him to, to rebound and do this. As for the wide receivers, the only one I want, and I spoke very highly of Zach Pascal, by the way, but I don't think this is a Zach Pascal game against this defense. I have Zach Pascal at 46. So he is in that sort of flex range where you could play him. I mean, I have him kind of with Emmanuel Sanders and AJ Green. So I guess you can, but you're relying on touchdowns for him to be relevant. And it could happen, but this is quite a good D. So just be a little cautious. But again, if you picked him up on my advice, I guess you play him. Michael Pittman, I have at, at 26 on the week. As for Miami, really, I'll be honest with you, uh, you kind of have to rank Gaskin in the top 24 because he's going to play. That's really, and there's not much competition for him. But I don't, I don't love uh, Miles Gaskin. And in fact, I completely disagree with that logic, putting him in the top 24. Lots of people put him in the top 24 for that reason. I have at 31. I just don't, it doesn't matter to me. Like Miles Gaskin is just not 
he's not an elite running back. He can have all the volume he wants. It's just not going to put up big numbers. So he is a flex start for me. The only player on this Miami Dolphins roster I would feel comfortable starting this week. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's Jalen Waddle. That's the only one I want this week because I think he's in for a heavy workload. And people will say, well, what about Devontae Parker? Devontae Parker is, is fine. He's Devontae Parker. But I don't think this is a huge week for, for Devontae Parker. You know, I have Jalen Waddle at 30. So I have him outside of the top two. Whereas if I have Devontae Parker at 49. So, yeah, you can start him. Fine. I have him with the Colbeezies of the world, but I think he's really capped up sidewise. Um, Gazicki, everyone goes around about Gazicki, and he had a game last week. Yeah, good, good for good for Gazicki, but I have him at 19 on the week. I just think the Colts are slightly better than that. Then we go on to Cleveland versus Minnesota, and this is again always pretty straightforward exercise in terms of who we've got uh, on this team and, and who we can target. It's really simple for the Browns. I like Baker Mayfield as, as a pretty average QB2. He's 16 on the week for me. I wouldn't start him, but if, you, if you're in that situation where you've lost a QB, you need to start him. He's fine. He falls into that. He's fine. He's he's adequate category. But it's Nick Chubb. It's Kareem Hunt. They're the ones you'll be starting from this team and, and Odell Beckham Jr. And that is really it. I have Nick Chubb at four. I have Kareem Hunt at 22 in terms of running backs where they I think they'll finish on the week. Odell Beckham Jr. I have at wide receiver 28. And that's it. That's all I really want. Obviously, I'll play the defense, although against the Vikings, it's a slightly sticky spot. And then moving on to the Vikings, it's trending towards Dalvin Cook potentially playing. So that'll be an interesting one. I've Kirk Cousins at 13. So again, I think he's in that you can start in range. Absolutely think he's going to be fine. In terms of... I'm still a bit unsure where to put Cook in my rankings because I've got him at eight. And this is on the proviso that he's fit, but is going to lose maybe a little bit of work. So he has returned to practice, and that's why he's trending towards a start. So I feel confident. I think if I if he didn't have this, I'd probably move him up to maybe five. But yeah, eight I think is fine. I still think Madison gets some work. I don't think you should start him. But I do think he gets some work. But I do think you can definitely start your wide receivers here. So I have Justin Jefferson at 10. I have Adam Phelan at 14. I think both of them you can you can get. So I think uh, 
you should play both of them. Absolutely. And Tyler Conklin, you can definitely play him as an upside play, but he is not in my top 12 for the week. Moving on to Giants against New Orleans. Again, this is another game where I just don't really want to get that much involved or exposure here. And because you've got so many injuries to the wide receivers, Golladay gets a, a trend, an arrow up, but I don't even know if, if Golladay is, is someone I'm really keen to start. I have him at 34 on the week. I just think this team's bad. And I think New Orleans D is good. So really, Saquon Barkley is probably the only player I want to start this week for, for me if I'm a Giants uh, holder of players. I have uh, Saquon Barkley here at running back 12. If I felt desperate, I'd play Daniel Jones. But again, he's not someone I'm really trending up to to a start here. I haven't got back 26. So hopefully you've got better options. <coughs> As New Orleans, really, the only person on this team I can feel comfortable starting is Alvin Kamara. So this is a huge fake game for me as well. Not a game I'm going to be too excited to watch this weekend. I have Alvin Kamara at seven. Marcus Callaway as a flex, I think, is fine because someone's going to have to receive the ball from Jameis Winston. But I still am not loving that. I have him at 56 on the week. It's quite hard. Like, for him to finish from 56 to 40 is like a couple of points. It's not a huge difference, and he could definitely get there. But he's a flex player at best. But other than that, I'm not really touching any of these players. So really just Barkley and Kamara are the only two I feel comfortable starting and maybe Galladay in the flex. Now let's talk about Tennessee and the Jets. I mean, they really have spoiled us with this schedule, haven't they? This this should be, for Tennessee, this should be a, a riot. Um, and as a result, I don't expect uh, Ryan Tannehill to have a good game. It's not because I don't think he, he's going to have a great... I just don't think he's going to need to throw the ball that much. I just think this is going to be... This is just going to be quite an easy, easy-ish game for Tennessee. And I think that Derek Henry is going to be in for a huge workload. If they get up really big, they could even pull him. But hopefully by that point, he's got what you need what you needed to get. So McNichols, maybe through some garbage time, but I'm not forecasting that to happen. Um, so yeah, Tennessee, really, it's it's just about Derek Henry. And then we think that AJ Brown is probably not gonna go, but we're waiting to see confirmation on that. Julio Jones, because of the low volume, I'm not expecting to have a big week either. I think, you know, for me, I'd probably be, it's a hard one to say, but I would probably be fading Julio Jones this week just because I just don't think there's a lot of volume here to go around. I think they'll, I think if I'm honest, that he's a flex play. He's a flex play at 42 this week. I have Nick Westbrook at 46 because I think he's more likely to get work if AJ Brown's out than, than Julio Jones because I think they'll send Jones to get the decoys. And then I think Westbrook and Chester Rogers and will kind of get the work. So, yeah, really, for me, Derek Henry's the only one I'm, I'm desperate to start. And then Julio Jones, Nick Westbrook uh, are two that you can play in the flex. As for the Jets, realistically, you can probably start no one. Um, if you've got any Jets players, Corey Davis is, is the only one that you can start. I have him at wide receiver 32. So he is in that wide receiver three territory. So you can start him. And this should be a game where hopefully Zach Wilson can make some throws and, and make things happen. But he's probably it. Elijah Moore, I'm a bit lower on this week than, than most. I don't think this is the best game for them. So 
I have Elijah Moore in my rankings at 66. So really, on the Jets side, it is just Corey Davis. Last game of this early slate is Kansas City against Philly. Philly obviously got destroyed on Monday Night Football. Kansas City is always the same case. It's it's Mahomes, it's uh, C.H. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, it's uh, Tyree Kill, it's Travis Kelsey. That's that's kind of where we're sitting with this. So it's so narrow. Mahomes is a QB1. I have him as the QB1 this week. I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back 18. He's going to be a solid RB2 most of the season. Tyree Kill I have at three. Travis Kelsey I have at tight end one. So. That's really all you need to know. I think Harrison Butker will get um, some work, but I don't think he's going to be inside my top 12 this week. So that's, well, yeah, he's at 12. So he's right on the, the cusp of that. As for Philly, Jalen Hurts has, has done some good things for fantasy. You can feel comfortable starting him. He is at quarterback eight on the week for me. I have Miles Sanders at running back 16. And the only wide receiver I feel comfortable starting here is Devonta Smith. I have him at 37. The only tight end I feel comfortable starting is Dallas Goddard. I have him at tight end 10. Big game in the West, uh, Seattle versus San Francisco. And again, these teams now, we, we, they're quite narrow. We kind of know with Seattle what, what we're going to do every week. You're obviously starting. Russell Wilson, you drafted him to start every single week. Russell Wilson is at nine because it is a slightly more difficult matchup, but it shouldn't be anything too worrisome for you. Chris Carson is at 17, running back 17 on the week. And then I have DK Metcalf at seven and Tyler Lockett at 19 on the week. So both of them easily must start. And to be honest, I don't think this is the worst week to think about tight end here. And I, I mean, I do have, I have Gerald Everett at 16 and he has been splitting time with Disley, but he is getting the majority of the work. He's, he's running routes on the majority of the snaps. So I think it's going to come that, that Everett will start to take claim in this position. He is a flex at best play, but he's not quite there yet. We still have Jimmy Garoppolo leading the 49ers. He's not startable for me this week. I actually have Sermon over Mitchell this week. I think the Sermon did enough last week to get a slight handle on the job, but they are going to be splitting time. I have Sermon at 35, I have Mitchell at 38. So I have them very close. As a result, they're going to kind of cannibalize each other. So uh, you're probably best off not starting either of them unless absolutely desperate or you're in a deeper league. Uh, Debo Samuel is the one you do want to start for the 49ers. I have him at 11 on the week. Brandon Ayuk is making that recovery. He is looking healthier. He is starting to run more routes. I have him at 38 on the week. Wouldn't shock me if he finished above then. George Kittle, of course, is someone that you can start. And even though he's not having the best of seasons by his standard, he's still my tight end three on the week. Now we've got Arizona at the Rams. The other big game in the West is a big game for the West, a big uh, week for the West as they all start to sort themselves out. Both these teams, 3-0, and of course, so someone's going to get their first loss of the season. And again, pretty straightforward for Arizona. Kyler Murray, of course, is a must-start most weeks, even though this is against the Rams, D. I still think this is a really good week for him. I have him at, at quarterback three because he can escape. He can make things 
happen. I have Chase Evans at 20. I have James Connor significantly lower at 44. So really, you can start Edmonds. I wouldn't be starting Connor. And then when it comes to the wide receivers, I have DeAndre Hopkins at nine. I have Kirk at 39. I have Rondell Moore at 54. But I do think he'll come up. I might revise that because I do think he's going to get some work this week. I have AJ Green at 44. So I think all these guys could be relevant, but they're all flex plays uh, at best this week. Don't need to worry about tight end in this one. For the Rams, obviously coming off a big win uh, on Sunday night against the Buccaneers. Matt Stafford I have at six. I actually have uh, Noah Henderson at 32 because I'm not entirely convinced how healthy he is. I think they'll split time with Sony. So I think as a result, he's a flex play. If you have to start him, fine, I understand that. But he's not someone I'm itching to absolutely start. I do have Cooper Cup as my wide receiver two on the week, and I'm slightly low on, on Robert Woods. I do think he comes good. I have him at 31. I'm happy to put him in my flex. But, yeah, just be a little bit cautious on him. And then when it comes to Higby, I have Higby as my tight end seven on the week. Just a couple of games now to finish off. Baltimore versus Denver. And Baltimore, again, this is a really narrow team as they are every year. Not too many pieces of, of them you desperate want to start. Lamar Jackson, I have as my quarterback four. Of course, you are starting him. Now we get to this running back position. And I still think Tyson Williams is kind of holding holding the job off here. I still think he's someone that is kind of holding the job. I have him around sort of that 30 to 32 range right now. And Latavius Murray, I do have a little bit lower. I have him at 46. So there is work there for both. Williams is still the one I would start over the two. I, I, I kind of see this as a 60-40 backfield. Uh, Williams is going to get 60%, but he'll get more if he continues to pound it hard and, and get results. But at this point in time, it's a 60-40 backfield. But he's the sort of player that could go off. Or he's the sort of player that, that will do very little on those carries. Then we move on to Marquise Hollywood-Brown. He's the only wide receiver I'm comfortable to start this week. He's at 35, but do watch out for Rashad Bateman this week. He is back. He is someone who could make quite an explosive return, but I expect them just to drip feed him in quite easily. So Marquise Hollywood-Brown is the only wide receiver I want to start for the Baltimore Ravens. And then I have Mark Andrews, and he is at five, tight end five on the week. As for Denver, I'm not starting Teddy Bridgewater. The running backs here are the two that hold the most appeal. I still have Javante Williams slightly over Gordon, but it's I, it's close. In fact, no, I don't. I have Melvin Gordon ahead this week. But Melvin Gordon was quite penetrative last week, and I think it, they will lean a little bit on experience. But both in that running back two conversation, you can start them both. I have Melvin Gordon at 21. I have Javonta Williams at 23. And we still don't have Jerry Judy. He is still on IR. So Courtland Sutton is going to take a little bit of a hit while that continues to happen. But he is still in that startable conversation. I have him at 22, as is Tim Patrick, who I have at 40, wide receiver 40 on the week. And then Noah Fant as well also enters this, this must-start position. I have him at 13, tight end 13 on the week as well. Now, it's a big test for the Broncos because they have had an easy schedule up till now. 
So it'll be interesting to see if they can get a W against uh, one of the more recognised better teams in the league. Moving on to Pittsburgh versus Green Bay, the last of the late window games. It's tough picking for for Pittsburgh right now. They just don't look good. Big Ben doesn't look great. That team just looks like they're just, every time someone touches the ball, it looks like they're going down. So really, it's Najee Harris who I have at 11. We're still not sure what's going on with Deontay Johnson. Kind of trending towards him starting, but I don't know how much work he's going to get. So I have Claypool at 24, wide receiver 24 a week. You can definitely start him. I have Deontay Johnson at 41. If he is showing more signs of health and he's practicing, I will move him up. I have Juju at 51 as it stands uh, as a flex play at best. And I'm not starting free move for Ebron. But Ebron for me is no longer a thing. You can drop him. Free move is going to win this job outright very, very soon. And then as for the Packers, this is again really straightforward, very narrow team. Aaron Rodgers out at 11. I'm giving still some respect to this Pittsburgh D, no matter how many players go down, there's still some star players on that team. I do have Aaron Jones at nine and I have Devontae Adams as my wide receiver one on the week. And other than them, Robert Tonyan is the only one you can consider playing this week, but I have him at 15. So not a must start, but if you've got him, you might, you might consider playing him. Sunday night football, and it's the return of the GOAT to New England. Tom Brady is going to be playing against the New England Patriots. I don't think anyone expected that to happen, especially at age 44. But here we go. And it's a big one because Tom Brady, unless he gets injured in the first few plays of the game, will become the league's all-time leading passing um, yardage owner. I mean, it's a difficult one because he has that record overall with playoff games but the stat is actually just for regular season games so at this point in time it is just a matter of time 68 yards and he will own that record he is at quarterback five for me this week I'm not overly keen to start the running backs if I had to pick one it would be Leonard Fournette but he is at running back 34 for me and I still have Evans in this game I think he's the big time receiver in this team, especially in the red zone. So I have Evans at 12 on the week, Godwin at 21, Antonio Brown, who's been activated off the COVID list at 25 on the week. So all the must starts for me. Rob Gronkowski again against his former team. I have him as a top 10 play on the week. I have Gronkowski at eight. So you can start all of those and you can, I think you can start the Buccaneers defense in this one as well. Um, we should also see Richard Sherman potentially for the first time as Buccaneer after he signed this week at corner. New England, this is a tough one for them against the Super Bowl champs. And to be honest, the only player I'm really feeling there's two I think you can start. And it's Damian Harris, who I have at running back 25, but it's tough sledding to start a running back against the Buccaneers and the best run defense in football. And Jacoby Myers at wide receiver 27. You could start potentially Aguilar as a flex play, but I wouldn't advise it uh, in this one. And then at tight end, Hunter Henry of the two looks to be the slightly better bet right now. Um, And I have him at tight end 12, so someone you can start. And then last up, the 3-0 Las Vegas Raiders. Who thought I would say that in week four, especially with the teams they've had to beat? 
So fair play to John Gruden and co. They, they have stood up well. And they now have a, t- a tough test against the Chargers, who look good in their own right as well. They knocked off the Chiefs last week. I have Derek Carr as my quarterback 12. He is leading the NFL in passing yards. I expect him to put up a, a good ton this week. It is trending towards Josh Jacobs potentially starting. I have him at running back 28 as a result. Kenyon Drake at 35. And then I have Barber. If Therefore, if Barber is... I have Barber at 48 because of the fact I think that Jacobs is back. But you just never know. Um, we'll see what happens. If not, Barber gets a massive arrow up for me. Probably touching on that top 24. The receivers, unfortunately, just aren't... No one's really making this job their own. They are all flex plays in their own right. So Henry Ruggs at 47. Uh, Renf- uh, Brian Edwards at 57. And Renfro is at 68 for me on the week. But it wouldn't surprise me if any one of those finish uh, in different positions at all. And one supersedes the other two. It's really kind of like a hot hand situation. But Dan Waller is my tight end two on the week for sure. I'm a bit arrowed down on the charges this week because I think this this D has really stepped up. So I have Herbert at 10. And of course, you're starting if you drafted him. You are starting him. I have Eckler at five. So again, you can feel pretty comfortable starting him. And I think a lot of the work they'll do will go through him. I have Keenan Allen at 15, Mike Williams at 13. So again, I think they're going to perform uh, quite well as well. But no space for me for Cook in my uh, must starts. He's at 22 on the week. Narrow team, but I think all those guys will, will do a job. But I think this will be a really good Monday night football and expect a really good close contact uh, test. But uh, the reason I'm kind of a bit arrowed down on on some players, especially Allen, is because I think this defense is quite good. I think they'll take plays away um, and I think they will make it difficult. And I think, therefore, Herbert and Co will have to sling it. And I'm kind of factoring in a late rally for them to try and get this up. But that'll do it for the matchup show. Please do check out all the content on the website check out all the podcasts as well we appreciate you tuning in we appreciate you being here good luck in week four don't forget to check out manscape.com let's go ahead and win those ships together but until later rush nation have a good week four good luck see you on monday all the best deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.